You're listening to the Mom Inspired Show, episode 35 with Casey Levi. Welcome to the Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, if you are wanting to hear someone share their story and be super transparent about their weight, their fitness journey, and what they eat to get there, then you will love this episode with Casey Levi. Casey is so sweet and an open book that I think you will really love her by the end of the show. I will also add that her eating plan sometimes includes donuts, and she is the fittest she has ever been, and this is after having two kids. If you thought starving yourself and cutting out all carbs will get you to your goals, you might want to reevaluate your plan. We also talk about how Casey studied social work in college and went to get her master's in social work of clinical therapy with emphasis of eating disorders treatment. We also chat about how to talk to our girls about food in order to help them avoid eating disorders down the road. My goal with this episode is to give you a different view in regards to getting fit. I realize not every plan out there works for everyone, but sometimes I think a lot of women think they have to starve themselves in order to be in the best shape of their lives. And Casey is here to prove that just isn't the case. Hey, you guys, this is just a reminder about the summer series that is going to be happening at the end of June called Cultivating Your Village here at the Mom Inspired Show. We all know it takes a village, but for most of us, we feel overwhelmed with life and we don't always understand what it means or how to gather a village around us. In the social media saturated world, it's easy to think we're doing life with others when sometimes we're really just watching others do life. So if having a village around us that makes us feel connected and fulfilled is so important, why is it so challenging? And this is what Melissa and I are going to be talking about at the end of June with Cultivating Your Village. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you do not miss this awesome series. Let's go to the show. Casey, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, Amber. So I like to start off every show with an icebreaker. I love to travel. And so I love asking people where their favorite destinations are. And so what is your favorite vacation spot that you have gone to and why? And this can be with or without kids. Oh, good. Okay. My favorite place that I have traveled thus far has been Aruba. Hands down. My favorite. Is it? And yeah. <laughs> it's on my bucket list. Uh, what, what is it that stands out to you that you're like, this is my favorite? The first thing that I think about is the water. It's this Caribbean water that mm. is literally like icy blue, super clear. The sand is white. The The water is calm. It's like just chilling in a pool all day, which is awesome. Yeah. And the other reason is the cuisine in Aruba. It's unbelievable. That's what I've heard, that if you're more a foodie and stuff like that, and um, also to not stay in an all-inclusive, that people tend to not do that because they want to go and eat the food there. Is that correct? Is that what you feel? Yes. Exactly. And we have done Aruba both with kids and without kids and uh, equally as amazing. And we never do all inclusive. Yeah, because we like to we like to hit up the local spots and they are so good. The food is amazing. So um, what hotel do you stay at? Uh, the last few times that we have been there, we have been at the Marriott oh, Beach yeah. Club. Mm, OK. Yep. Yeah. Now, is that a good would you say that's a good place for kids too? Yeah, that was the one that we had when we had our daughter with us. We went there. And I think when we were alone, we were at the JW, the JW Marriott, the Stellaris, which is like just south of the Ritz-Carlton. So, you know, the beaches are amazing in that area. So, yeah, that's where we were. So you stayed there without the kids, the the JW Marriott. Yeah. 
Okay. Yep. That was our first, our first experience. And then we wanted to bring the kids back and we brought my mom for her oh, birthday yeah. and, you know, it was just fun. So yep, we decided cool. to make it a big family event. Yeah. Yes. That's good to know. Um, is there any restaurants that you say you have to hit for local spots that you can think off yes. the top of your head? Okay. Yeah, our favorite that we we usually hit up twice per trip, which, you know, sometimes you want to experience the island and try all the different places. But when you find a, a gem, you go back a couple of times. Oh, so sure. The place that we love the most is called Madame Jeanette. And their their patio is amazing. The ambiance, the food, they have a sangria that's amazing. And um, their grouper, they just everything is so local. Oh, and that it's sounds just good. very, very well done. Yeah. So can you uh, repeat that again, the name of it? Yes, it's Madame Jeanette. Oh, Madame Jeanette. Okay, cool. So we have to put that on yep. our list. That it, it sounds delicious. And what's awesome about this, and we'll jump into this um, once we get going, but you know, I love that you're so excited about food, even though you're super fit. And because I think a lot of times, you know, people think, oh, you're super fit. So therefore you must never eat, you know? And so I like right. that. I like that you're like, oh yeah, we love food and these are the great places to go. So um, like That's I said, right. we'll jump into that um, later. And so, but I, I definitely am going to put that down because Aruba is on my list. So that's exciting. Um, Good. Well, let's jump in. And how about you tell us about um, who you are and how you got to where you are today. Okay, awesome. I am, well, I'm 35 years old and I've been married eight years. Um, I have two kids. Uh, Swayze is five and Fox just turned two. And um, I guess where I started was um, I grew up in Los Angeles um, and I, I went to high school in South Dakota. I've kind of been all over the map. Um, and then when I went to college, I really wanted to study something that I felt like that I, I could connect with people, I could counsel, I could provide help. And so social work was really the, the mode of, I, I guess, the, you know, the, the vehicle that was going to take me in that direction. So I studied social work. Um, I actually went to college um, in Los Angeles and studied a social work there and then went on to get my master's in social work at Arizona State University. And um, my emphasis was in clinical therapy with an with an emphasis in eating disorder treatment. Mm. So um, so it was really awesome. I just felt like I was really getting to know the emotional side of food and um, the addictive side and kind of how food is really affects us, particularly as women mm-hmm. uh, in those young ages. So I got to work with a lot of young women um, dealing with eating disorders at that time. And, and it was awesome. It was just like such a, a fulfilling role and, um, you know, so thorough and it's psychology and it's practicality and all of that. So I just really enjoyed getting to know, um, that side of food, I suppose. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And then where does that lead you to today? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's so funny. Fast forward. I, when I finished grad school, I actually started a photography business and I was kind of like, well, as soon as the photography business doesn't you know, fulfill my dreams anymore <laughs> or like, you know, provide what it needs to provide for myself, then I'll fall back on this on, you know, on my grad school plan. And, um, so I, I am still writing this photography dream, um, you know, 11 years later, just because I started working with young girls, um, in a different way through high school senior photography. And it was, it was neat because in a similar way, I was able to kind of show them through photography and makeup and, you know, this beauty approach, like, how beautiful they were, how, how they photographed and just kind of speaking life and encouragement into them in in that regard. Um, so I still do that. Um, but now coming full circle, 
I'm wanting to connect with, you know, girls and women in the same way, um, just regarding body image and positivity and understanding food and how to make food work for them in their fit journey. I love that. Yeah. And so um, I wanted to go back a little bit and then we can jump back to current day. Um, This wasn't going to even be a question, but since you were talking about it with eating disorders, you know, a lot of uh, the listeners are moms and I'm sure they have girls. Is there something that you would highly recommend to moms who are kind of watching what they're eating and exercising. I know for me, I have to be very careful and not to say, I don't like to talk about weight really. And then when I'm talking about eating, I'm, I like to say that I'm eating um, healthy foods and foods that are going to give me energy versus just like, these are bad foods or whatever. And, right, um, right. and so is there anything that stands out to you, especially working with girls that have eating disorders that, you know, if you could say to the moms that have girls, um, what is it that stands out to you that like, you know, you know, speak this into your girls, you know, minds so that they don't end up being like this as well, you know, down the road. Yes, I love that. And and moms, we really do have such a huge impact subliminally. Like we have no idea the, the power that our words hold, you know, and just the, our, the, the way that we talk about ourselves or our own lives. So I love what you said, Amber, just like you don't use certain buzzwords. We mm. use a lot of the time we use the word energy. And mm-hmm. um, to be our best, um, to feel our best, to perform our best, you know, those types of things. We use the word strong a lot in our house because um, my husband and I both are pretty um, muscular builds. So we mm-hmm. kind of know that our kids are probably going to yeah, end up being that way. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, hey, we might as well talk now. You know, I just was sitting down with my daughter this morning and um, just just speaking positivity into her, you know, saying like, wow, your legs are so strong and you must be able to run fast and, you know, really be able to talk about the things that her body is capable of rather than, um, you know, the, the, the negative things that Mm -hmm. we don't like about our bodies. You know, um, I'm always careful to say, you know, if I have a couple extra bites of something that I'm enjoying, um, never saying, well, I'm, I'll just run a couple extra miles tonight, you know, or, um, or think that I need to, um, punish myself for the things that I've eaten. That's not the way that, you know, food and exercise works. So, um, I, I love to, to model moderation and, and even speak positively about enjoying, you know, treats and snacks and stuff like that. So yeah, we talk a lot about energy balance and it, um, providing, you know, the, the fuel that we need to be our best selves. Yeah. I love that. And I, it, it is hard too, because you really do have to catch yourself like, um, you know, on what you're saying. Cause you know, you could be beating yourself up and you really have to like catch yourself to be like, okay, I have people watching me, you know, and, uh, you know, keeping it to yourself. And so, um, I do, I do love talking about being strong and, you know, it having energy versus, you know, we talk about, um, is it going to slow you down versus, you know, speed you up like that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, and it's okay to eat, you know, uh, Doritos or Cheetos. My, oh my gosh. So we don't keep Cheetos in the house. One, I would probably eat the whole bag. So whenever they can eat them at church or something, I feel like that's, they go for it and they're like, yeah, Cheetos. And then, um, and I always have to be like, okay, just so you know, like, um, it's okay to have those, but those definitely will slow you down versus, you know, green vegetables and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because you don't want to deprive them so bad that when they go somewhere else and they're just going to like, you know, pig out on them or hide them from you, you know, so there's such a balance with having to try to figure all that out. Um, It's so true. Yeah. So I wanted to tie back to um, 
your your intro. So are you still doing photography and what are you doing right now? Like what are the projects that you're working on? Yeah, so I am doing photography still. It's a little bit more minimal than I used to, um, but I focus primarily on high school senior girls. Uh, it's just, it's that age and that demographic that I just adore working yeah. with. They're, mm-hmm. you know, 17, 18, they're just in their beautiful prime, but they're also, you know, strangely insecure and wanting Mm -hmm. to just feel validated that, you know, they are as beautiful as their friends or the girls that they see. I mean, with social media and Snapchat and Instagram and all of these images constantly floating around, they need to be validated that they too are beautiful. And so, um, I also do makeup. So we do like a makeup and hair and style their wardrobe. And, you know, when that, when all of those components are, are in, in order and then you get them out in this beautiful Mm. light and you pose them, I mean, they just feel like total celebrity supermodels. And it's, it's so fun to see them just like near in tears, you know, just feeling so beautiful and confident, um, you know, just so that they don't have to feel like they're just constantly wondering. Right. You know what their value is, not that their value comes from the outer appearance, but it just does mean so much to these girls to feel validated. And then for me to be able to speak to them like, look, this is so fun and this is awesome, but stay focused, stay true to who you are, you know, and as they go off to college and being confident in who they are as themselves. So it's so fun. Yeah, I love that. And I have a friend who I just had on the podcast not that long ago who is in photography in Michigan. And that's like one of her main focuses. Uh, She does do newborns, but her main focus is, you know, uh, preteen and, uh, you know, and upward to like senior pictures and stuff. And same thing, like she really likes boosting their confidence and kind of showing their beauty. And uh, she doesn't do the makeup part, but I think they have s- someone doing the makeup so that they feel great. So I really love that. I think more people need yeah. to do that and kind of focus on the girls and make them feel good about themselves. I agree. It's very powerful. It's so fun to be a part of. So that leads me into grown up girls. And another um, hat that you wear is that you're an ambassador for Lululemon. So how about you share with us how that even began, what that looks like, and um, and what I guess what what is uh, what do you do as an ambassador uh, for Lululemon? So if you can share with us, sure. No, that's a really great question, and I do get that a lot because it's like, what? Well, what do you have to do? How did you you know? How did you become yeah, an ambassador you get that? for Lululemon? Yeah. You know, really, and this is this is kind of embarrassing, but I have been a very obsessive, avid shopper at Lululemon for <laughs> probably seven years. Mm. Um, and we've lived in the same neighborhood for, for, you know, seven or eight years. So this store, this particular Lululemon store um, in my area was the one that I've been, I, you know, I cruise in and out of once a week or every other week just to, you know, check things out. Yeah. And being a, a people person that I am, I just always love to chat with the staff and get to know people and we're kind of like-minded, you know, so we talk about health and elevating fitness in our community. And, and, and likewise, they've seen me go through two full pregnancies, um, you know, and, and the weight gain and then bouncing back after that and getting, you know, semi back into shape and then getting pregnant again and, and wearing Lululemon and the products throughout the process, just because I like to stay active through my pregnancies. Yeah. Um, and, and I think really just building a relationship with the staff. And then I think them seeing me, um, you know, go through a transformation where I, the light bulbs kind of went on for me as far as figuring out my own body and what my body likes to do for exercise and nutrition. And they kind of saw uh, the transformation, um, in my own life. And then 
me just being so excited about it and and building out a website to say, this is my story and I want to encourage women. Um, they came to me and just said, we love what you're doing. We love like the encouragement and the fire that you have to spread the word about, you know, fitness is not about eating less. Um, it's about finding that balance and being joyful in all of your areas of life, no matter what you weigh, you know, just be your best self. And so they, they loved that idea and they just wanted to get behind me and support me, whatever I was doing. And so I asked the same question, well, what do I, what do I need to do for you? And they were like, nothing. We just want to get behind you, support what you're doing and help give you avenues to, to share with more people, you know, how to find their own balance and to be joyful in a balanced, healthy lifestyle. And I'm like, wow, well, it seems a little bit too good to be true, but sign me up. I'm excited. So yeah, so that's really it. They give me opportunities to share with, um, you know, with the general public and with my community through, um, you know, through my own physical community where I live and then also through social media. Um, and they give me obviously some, you know, products to represent. So I'm usually always wearing Lululemon, sure. but, um, yeah. you know, that's just part of the the deal to represent a brand that you love and to show that Lululemon can support me in all of the facets and areas of my life that, you know, that's not just fitness, but in all the areas that I, um, you know, that I am in my life. So yeah. it's fun. And do you, and I think one time I, when I was talking to you that you said you were um, going to do a photo shoot with them or something. So do you do those kind of things with them at all? Yeah. Every once in a while there's photo shoots for whether it's maybe a, you know, a new spring line of clothing mm. or summer line of clothing, um, or, um, uh, most recently they, they put their ambassadors photos up in the store just so people can make a connection. Yeah. Yeah. So if they see some, you know, shoppers come in and they see, um, you know, my face or, um, I suppose what I do, they just want to give faces of people that are relatable, um, that are real, real life people in the community that are, um, trying to, you know, elevate health and wellness. And so, um, yeah, we even incorporated my kids. I'm not sure which photos will be going up in the store yet, but it is so fun. So so they incorporated my kids and us in the kitchen because it's a very real life picture of what it looks like to be a mom trying to juggle motherhood Mm -hmm. and fitness. So hopefully that's a, you know, a relatable, um, you know, a a relatable, a relatable image to shoppers. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the, the thing that I love about, um, you is that, you know, I think a lot of people may think, oh, you have to be model thin and, you know, five, nine and you know, be super skinny. And what I love about you is that you are muscular, you're super strong. And I really like that. And I feel like we have to have more images of what fit looks like, because mm-hmm. I think it's so easy to just, you know, slap on some workout clothes on a regular model and be like, Oh, that's your fit model. And you're like, really? I mean, does she even work out? Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. You <laughs> right, know, right. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and I will never relate yeah. to that because that's not how my body shape is. And, you know, I played soccer for a long time, so I have a lot of muscle in my thighs. Um, and so it's just, I, I'm just built more like that. And, and we'll go into, um, your workouts and stuff, but you do CrossFit and I do feel like my body type kind of goes into that, you know, realm of exercise more than say, a traditional yoga person of what you would imagine, like a yoga, you know, person maybe being more lengthy and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I feel like 
it's good to see different images of what healthy and fit looks like. And so this leads me into, um, you know, why I wanted to bring you on the show. And I feel like, um, it's so good to see women out there, especially after having kids getting fit and having a positive outlook on their body, especially as a mom. And, um, I, I, I really believe that you can inspire the listeners. So, um, how about we jump into your fitness and your health journey and how you, um, are actually more fit now after having two kids than you were before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I love what you touched on, like just having different images of what fitness is, because I think always in my head, I thought I could never be a role model for fitness unless I was a certain size, just maybe smaller because I'm just, I have a muscular build. And for, for the listeners out there that I could encourage, I'm five foot four and 150 pounds. So that's not petite by any means. But if they saw but you, so I you guys need, it. yeah. So after this, when uh, Casey gives you her website, you need to, and Instagram, you need to go look at her because you're going to be like, dang, this mom is fit. <laughs> because I do, like, I'm glad that you are open about your weight because as I, me too, I weigh heavier because of my muscle. And so, yeah. um, it, you know, I, I will never, so I'm 5'3, but I will never be that 5'3 person that's 115. Like that just won't happen. Right. And so right. it's good to say, hey, this is what 5'4 at 150 looks looks like when you're really fit. And I think it kind of blows yeah. people's minds like what? Like you could be that and be fit. So I appreciate that you're uh, transparent about that. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is this is a side note, but my um one of my trainers a long time ago said, "My goal for you is to get past the the scale weight, to get past that idea of what you should be." She said, "I want you to be your highest weight in your smallest jeans." And I was like, that seems so backwards. Like, how Uh is that possible? You know, but it it totally is true. I am absolutely my highest weight I've ever been, aside from pregnancy, um, in my smallest jeans I've ever been. So what size is your jeans? muscle. What do you, do you mind me asking what size? No. Oh my gosh, not at all. I am, I, I would say, um, you know, it's always different. I like to shop in the places that give me the smaller numbers. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I get that. (laughs) I think I can squeeze myself into a size two at express, but you know, stretchy. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I would say like, you know, express jeans, I'm usually in a four, yeah. um, four, four to six, somewhere around there, but yeah, they can range, but yeah, that's what's crazy. Shorts. I mean, you're 150 yeah, in a size four. I mean, I don't feel like, yes. I feel like many people would be like, you would need to be under 120 to ever be a size four. And so this is right. where I just want to blow people's minds right now because I feel like they're going to yeah. be like, what <laughs> is happening? Yes. <laughs> so it yeah, really so, is. It's so wild. And what, so do, you, what do you wear at um, Lululemon? Uh, Lululemon, I'm probably in shorts and pants. I'm usually in a six. So that's most comfortable for me. And that's yeah. usually where, where I carry most of my weight is um, my quads, my hamstrings and yeah. my booty. So sure. that's, that's the biggest part of me. But um, yeah, and I feel great. I mean, that's, what that represents to me is, is strength and the ability for me to get through, um, workouts. Um, and so I have to ask myself too, do I want to sacrifice my performance and CrossFit to be smaller? If that just means being cuter, you know, like that doesn't, right. that doesn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I like, I like to be strong and, and this is a little bit of a side note too, but talking back on, um, you know, daughters and raising them is getting the right role models in my range of view has been key for me too. So seeing girls that are fit and built like me has helped me to identify, okay, that's where I'm headed. Those are my mm, goals. I, that's yeah. what my body type looks like. So that's, that's the ideal for me. So 
But we never really thought about that. Like growing up, we just thought we would see anybody and be like, oh, that's the body I want. Right. Even but though you probably could a, never attain us. yeah, that body. Yes. Yeah. Like I've exactly. noticed that. You can't pick a five yep. nine girl that their arm right. length is so long. <laughs> and you're like, my my shoulder to my elbow is not even that long. So how would it ever look like that? <laughs> and so exactly. You know, and their thigh bone. I mean, it's like so long. Right. And you're like, OK, hello. Yeah. So I, it's never yeah. realistic. Stick. <laughs> it's right. And you think that there's something wrong with you because you're not, you don't look not the that. way that you want to look, but that's not, it's genetics. Like that's something that we are not able to choose. And so if I could do a service to my daughter, you know, growing up, it's, it's putting the right role models and the right body type role models in front of her eyes too, and say, Oh, look, she's a lot like you. She's built like you, you know, like you could be strong like her, or, you know, demonstrating in that way, rather than just letting her to herself, Mm -hmm. you know, sift through Instagram and find the people that she wants to look like. Like we not, we need to educate our daughters on their genetics and what they're capable of their bodies looking like the best version of themselves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, um, what, who were your role models that you started to kind of look at to be like, okay, I, that's my body type. Yeah. Well, CrossFitter girls, um, Mm. the CrossFit chicks, the games athletes, like, um, like, uh, Katrin David's daughter, she's, well, she's like the, you know, four time fittest, fittest, uh, women athlete in the world. Right. She's blonde hair. Yep. Yep. She's Icelandic. Yeah. I was, (laughs) I think I was watching something on Netflix and then, and I didn't know her name. And then I just kept hearing somebody's daughter. And so I was like, that's somebody's <laughs> daughter. And then I realized that's her last name. <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. It's a, it's like a European, oh, um, yeah. uh-huh. you know, like my last name is Pearson. So it's yeah. S-O-N, like son and daughter. Yes, so it's right. like just a last name thing. Exactly. Yeah, but there's, a, there's a few of those daughter girls. Yeah. yeah. Katrin is amazing. Um, I also love uh, Brooke Entz. She is one of the um, CrossFitter chicks, great personality and just a cool super strong body. So seeing those girls and you just yeah. think, wow, they're, they're built like me. And, and I, that's something that I can aspire to be like rather than small and petite. I want to be strong and, and fit. Yeah. So it's fun. No, I like that. Um, so let's jump into what, what was your lifestyle and what was your, you know, body like before you had kids since you're now more fit than you were before then? Yeah, I would say my body has always been muscular. I've always been an athlete. Um, so I've always been active, but just through not understanding how to balance food, I'm just a food lover. I mean, I think I'm just like any woman that's just emotional over food. I love, I love things that taste delicious and sweets are totally my downfall. So I just didn't understand how to balance it all. Um, and so I was muscular, but just with a several extra layers of of fat that I, you know, have just, has just have come from, um, unhealthy habits over several years. Um, so I knew that underneath those layers was probably a nicely shaped body, but I didn't, I didn't care to find it because I thought that meant, you know, grilled chicken and veggies for dinner every night or packing a lunch that was like asparagus and salmon. And I was just like, no, thanks. That never sounded good to me. I thought I would rather just be a little bit chubby and eat what I want, you know, um, then have to sacrifice enjoying food. Um, and so I've found over this last year or so how to still enjoy food, um, and get the body that I feel like I was created to have. Yeah. I, well, so, okay. Why don't you break that down for us? So what do you feel like really changed from before when you're like, I'm, I don't want to just eat chicken and stuff like that. What, 
helped you to figure out um, your new eating style and um, and I guess to figure out like how could you well you didn't lose weight you gained weight but how did how could you eat more what you wanted but yet get smaller so if you can kind yeah. of share with us what what you ended up doing and and what worked for you that'd be awesome yeah that's a great question so after my second child um i was stuck at a certain weight i lost initially you know what you could naturally lose after a baby um and then i was stuck at about 160 pounds and i could not break through that plateau and so what I was doing was I just did what every woman would think to do, cut calories and work out more. And and I cut carbs too, because I was just thinking to myself, you know, carbs are the enemy. And if I just could cut those out, then hopefully I'll just start to drop the, the excess weight. So um, I was probably eating between 1,215 calories, 1,500 calories, um, really low carbs. So I was eating egg whites and you know, salads and things like that, like this sad, pathetic life that was trying to diet <laughs> so hard. And working out, you know, probably yeah. five days a week, because that's just what you think you do. You eat less and you work out more. And um, at that time, I was so desperate because what I was doing wasn't working. And I hired a macro coach and she blew my mind with um, the backwards knowledge that that I never thought was possible. She said, give me an example of your day. So I kind of took her through, you know, what I was eating. And she said, because of your body type, you need probably three times the amount of carbs that you're already eating. And that scared me to death because I was just like, no, that can't be possible. <laughs> so she gave me a breakdown of what, how many carbs I should eat throughout the day. Like how many, you know, so in grams basically. Right. So with, with, you know, with macro tracking, mm -hmm. you, um, you figure out the ratios of what's going to be appropriate for body, how many carbs, how many grams of fat and how many grams of protein is going to be necessary to fuel your body for what it needs for it to kind of take its its shape to be its best self. And so I started it slowly increasing. It wasn't a huge jump from 1200 calories to 1900 calories overnight, um, but it was a slow increase. So as I started um, adding more carbohydrates and um, more fat and more protein to my day, my body's metabolism started to match that and started to more efficiently burn more than if it were eating less. Because when I was eating less, my body was in starvation mode. So it was hanging on to fat and water and anything possible to use for energy. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I mean, because and, and plus also too, and I, I mean, we touched on that you do CrossFit. I can't imagine doing that level of intense exercise and you're eating between 1200 and 1500 calories. I mean, I feel like your body would just exactly. be like, I'm starving. Yep, exactly. So your body just tends to hang on. It's it's technically, then it, that it's it's a scientific term, starvation mode. It'll just hang on to body fat because it's using that for energy, and also will start to go after your muscle mass uh, for energy as well. So it's really a dangerous place to be that low in calories for for too long. So the process that she took me through was called a reverse diet. So she basically was adding calories to my day, you know, adding carbohydrates. Um, so I started at. 200 grams of carbs, which looks a lot like, um, decent amount of carbs at every yes. meal. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's, it's a lot of carbohydrates, a lot more than what I was used to, but carbs are the fuel to the muscle. They give the gas to the muscle. So the more that you can, you know, fuel your body with the right, the proper nutrients rather than keeping, you know, your body low carb, um, the, the more your body is going to efficiently burn and then let go of the extra that it's hanging on to because it's, it's getting the adequate amount to, to burn. 
So that was the ticket for me was giving myself um, the right amount. And it was a lot more than what I was used to. But that was, you know, the best day of my life when she told me I need more. So it was great. Um, So I slowly increased from that 12 or 1500 calories to all the way up to 2300 calories. And, um, and just saw my weight just go down, down, down to about, I got down to about 145. Wow. Um, yeah. And lost about, um, it was probably about eight or 9% body fat. Um, so it was so fun and, and I'll, I'll send you those, um, transformation pictures as well. So you can kind of see oh, yeah. what that looked like yeah, that'd on, be great. on my body type, but yeah, it was fun. It was a really, um, great to see how pairing the right nutrition, meaning the right energy balance, not even necessarily the right foods as far as like, it wasn't a hundred percent clean food. It wasn't always chicken and asparagus or, you know, sweet potatoes. It was whatever I wanted within those boundaries. Yeah. So that was, that was really where my eyes opened was I could fill those calories and those macros with whatever foods I wanted, but as long as I stayed within the boundaries. Yeah. You know, um, well, that stands, stands out to me because I used to, um, um, I still do. I don't know. I said I used to, but I think because of the show was <laughs> not on anymore, um, with Chris Powell, um, what was it? Extreme makeover. And so extreme I know, weight loss, yeah. yeah, yes. Extreme weight loss, uh, makeover. Is that right? Makeover extreme yeah, weight they, loss or something. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that was the, it, okay. It, yeah. Extreme weight loss. So what yep. stands out to me is Heidi Powell, which is Chris Powell's wife. And not everybody knows who I'm even talking about. Um, but they're both mm-hmm. very fit <laughs> and she always eats rice crispy treats from Starbucks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and so I always think it's hilarious. So you guys need to Google Heidi Powell and you know what I'm talking about. Um, and so, um, she's super fit and actually she's she's gained more weight in a positive way. So she's done a transformation. But what always stood out to me is that she made room for her Rice Krispie treat. And I was always like, that is so interesting. Cause she even writes about that, I think in their, one of their books. And that's what I was reading is one of their books. And it just stood out to me that like, okay, so she makes room for that. And then, and, and something else in her book that stood out to me too, is with the coffee, Oh, there's these different phrases that they say, like, so you can add this or whatever. And so it sounds kind of similar to what you're saying with, um, it doesn't always have to be that carb has to be a sweet potato that like you can eat something else. Um, is it going to give you as much energy? Maybe, maybe not. Like we talked about before, is this going to be more of a go food or more of a slowdown? Um, but what you're saying in general is just the macros itself. If it all balances out, it should be fine. Right. Exactly. And that was the game changer for me. This is a perfect example. So that um, marshmallow dream bar, Rice Krispie Treat, yes, that's is what it's called. the breakdown is <laughs> five grams of fat and 45 grams of carbs. Okay. Oh that's goodness. what's in that. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. what's in that. And then so, but also um, likewise, like what's comparable to that, the same exact macro breakdown would be a medium sized um, sweet potato with about a, a ta- one tablespoon of butter. Wow. Is five grams of fat and 45 carbs. So you can choose. That's yeah. just the power of freedom and flexibility. Yeah. I can choose either the, the sweet potato and butter or the Rice Krispie treat. Yes. Because yeah. your body is going to recognize carbs, fat, and protein, not whether it's junk food or clean food. And it's going to do with those carbs, fat, and protein the same way it's going to register. So that's the glory and the freedom of understanding food is that it's kind of you know, and, and like you said, the, the micronutrients, the things that, you know, the vitamins, the energy, right. mm-hmm. you know, they're going to do a little bit different in your body, but 
in that moment, that's real life. If you're going to choose a Rice Krispie yeah. treat, right. go for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, if you need to be more full and satiated, choose the sweet, sweet potato, potato. Exactly. But, butter. but yeah, so I, I would say, I mean, my diet is sometimes not very impressive with the, the choice that I make because I really <laughs> love, I enjoy junk food. I enjoy to have those types of things. And that's real life for me as a mom, especially. Um, and I don't want my daughter ever to see me say, oh no, mommy can't eat that you know, because I'm on a diet or things right. like that. So, yeah. you know, if she offers me a bite of her Rice Krispie treat or a handful of her goldfish, sure, I can have that. And it's, yeah. it's all going to, it's all going to log in the same. Oh, sure. My right. body will, yeah, experience it the same. So yeah, it's the glory of freedom and flexibility. I'm glad you brought that up because that's, that was the real game changer for me. Yeah. Well, and I'm also curious too, you said that your macro coach said, for your body type. So, cause I know that I'm having, I have people on here that are probably like, there's no way that I could have that many carbs, even if I sure. was macro tracking. And so what do you think it is? Like, so when she said that to you, do you feel like it's because when she's saying that it's because of how much muscle you have that you needed to be eating yeah. more carbs? Yeah, I do think it was because of my muscle and then also my activity level and just kind of my, um, you know, what, what my daily routine was. Mm -hmm. And the, the thing about bodies and diets is that no two bodies are the same. So oh, it's, right. it's yeah. awesome to see that, you know, nutrition, proper nutrition and fitness is 100% custom. Um, so I've had a hard time even getting on and talking about diet plans and, you know, exercise and fitness on my Instagram, because sure. I'm like, this is, this is not one size fits all. Yeah, it's not going to work for all. everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. So yeah. it's, it's being patient enough to find what works for you. So someone is going to do well better, you know, on a low carb plan, um, you know, than somebody on a high carb plan. When, when you pull the carbs out of my diet, I just go totally soft and flat. <laughs> it's yeah. really funny. And you don't have energy um, to do probably your yeah. big workouts. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's funny. Everyone, everybody is different. So there's, there's no way to say, oh, okay, well, since she's doing this, I'll do that. Right. Um, unless we're, you know, totally built the same and maybe it would work for you, but yeah. yeah, everybody is so custom. So it just takes time, patience and consistency to figure out what, what breakdown is going to be best for you. And, um, you know, and then go with it from there. I'm really honestly still trying to find what that really perfect mm. homeostasis balance is for me. Cause I've yeah. been, I've been up to as much as 400 carbs a day, um, training really hard, wow. mm -hmm. um, in trying to build muscle mass and then down as low as 165 carbs a day and yeah. just kind of trying to find what works best for me yeah. and, and my lifestyle and what's sustainable, you know? Yeah. Well, which leads me into, can you give us like what a day looks like for you from start when you get up to, you know, the last snack or whatever you're eating at the end of the day. And it can be one sure. where you're kind of lenient, like add in something that you're kind of like, that makes you look human versus just being like, oh, yes, I'm just eating everything good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, sure, sure. I'm not afraid. I will give you a snapshot of what this week looks yeah. like for okay. me <laughs> and how and everything, everything fits. I make okay. everything yeah. fit. I don't, mm -hmm. um, I, I'm really not a, I don't ever just turn off my brain and just go overboard and just go crazy and just say, you know what, today I'm not going to care because anything can fit, you know, if you just, you just have to make adjustments. So, yeah. um, in the morning, technically this is like an everyday thing. My husband and I make, um, pancakes, um, uh, for breakfast and we love, we're crazy about the Kodiak cakes because, um, oh, I like they those. have, they're yeah. packed with, yeah, they're mm -hmm. amazing. They're packed with protein. Um, they taste like a normal pancake. Yeah. Um, we do, um, 
we do use, sometimes we'll blend up spinach and water mm. and kind of use that as our consistency just to get some extra greens yeah. in our day. I like that. Um, and that's honestly about the healthiest thing we do. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, yeah, it's fun. And then um, I'm not afraid to say this because I think this gives um, some freedom with people thinking, you know, artificial products are, are just, you know, chemicals and the devil. But I, I like to use a sugar-free maple syrup. Um, I'm not afraid to. It saves me on a lot of extra added sugar that I just don't necessarily need. Yeah. Um, and it keeps, um, you know, it keeps carbs lower at a certain point. So I use a sure. little bit of that. Um, not afraid of that, um, especially in moderation. Yeah. Um, I use half of one serving, so it's not a huge oh, deal. Oh, yeah. I right, think. right. Um, yeah. And then I would say mid morning, um, is usually when I get my workout in. So I will have a little pre-workout snack that might be like a English muffin with egg whites and, you know, maybe cheese or ketchup, like a little egg sandwich. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I love, that's a great pre-workout. And then post-workout, um, I always like to get carbs and protein within 30 minutes of working out. Cause the muscles are like mm, sponges post workout yeah, and they okay. just need to absorb back, you know, the, what you've just burned. Yeah. Um, so I usually will, um, I will either use, um, like a, like a post-workout supplement. That's kind of like, um, mostly carbs and protein, or I'll throw in something that's like, quick carbs that can absorb quickly into my muscles, like orange juice with oh, a protein powder. I got gotcha. something like that. I see. So, so yeah, are you talking about a sugar. shake when you're saying like, um, something easy, like, um, yeah. without giving away a product or is that what you're referring to is like drinking a shake with a lot of, with enough carbs in it, not just a protein shake. Exactly. Okay. Not just protein. You want to get carbs as yes. well. So okay. if I, you want to re you want to shoot for between 30 and 40 grams of carbs post-workout. So for me, that would look like maybe a cup of orange juice mm. and half a banana or half a cup of orange juice and a full banana. Those two are I both see. carbs. Um, mixed with um, a, pro a scoop of protein powder or um, something like that, just because both of those things are super easily digestible. Yeah. Um, protein powders like whey are already pre-digested. So they're already like available and ready to hit, you know, hit mm. into the bloodstream and into the muscles. So they're, they're ready to be absorbed, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and then lunch, I would say I love to make like a little, like a taco, uh, like a taco bowl or something with lean ground turkey with a little bit of taco seasoning and then black beans and corn and cilantro, mm. um, extra protein. I'll add some, some plain Greek yogurt. It tastes a lot like sour, oh, sour cream. cream. Yeah. If you're using it. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're using it in a savory dish, it, it tastes like sour cream, but it's packed with protein. So plain Greek yogurt, um, for that. And, um, so I'm always trying to go high protein in all so of my So you're skipping uh, like uh, corn chips and stuff like that in that meal? Like you're not adding yeah, in the carbs. Skipping the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, uh, my, my carb source in a, in a meal like that would be the black beans. Oh, right. Um, yeah. So black mm -hmm. beans. Yeah. They, and they also have some protein in them. So it's nice to be able to double up there. Um, the corn chips I would add if I had, you know, if I had the, the room for extra fat. Um, oh, okay. But yeah. Sometimes just the, yeah, the corn chips are going to be carbs, but they're also going to add in a, quite sure, a bit of fat, fat in right. there too. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. So it needs just to be mindful of that. And then um, mid-afternoon, um, sometimes when I pick up my daughter from school, we'll make a donut run. Um, that's definitely not uncommon for that's us. That's where you to need to save your carbs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> save my carbs there. If and if you know, if I feel like I have room and I've I've had a good workout, or you know, I or I just feel like it's just kind of something to keep me happy and sane then, um, you know, then that's totally fine. A donut, like a, a classic 
cake donut with a mm. frosting is going to run about 15 grams of fat and about 45 carbs. Mm. So okay. if yeah. you think of it, like it's like a meal. It really is. So that's oh, a lot yeah. to sacrifice. Yep. But if it's worth it to you for your yeah. mental health and, you know, and it's just something that every once in a while you can enjoy guilt free. Yeah. Then yes, do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because so much of my journey has been repairing my relationship with food rather than feeling guilty about that donut and being like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Now this whole day is a waste and I'm just going to blow it the rest of the day. No, it fits and it's totally fine. And my body's going to process it the same as it would a different meal. So just move on and keep keep logging your day and keeping track of what you're eating. No big deal. Yeah, my I results would be the same tomorrow morning than if I hadn't eat the, eaten the donut than if I had eaten something else, a better choice. That's awesome. So, so then that moves you. Yeah. So is that your so that's your snack after lunch, sure, yeah. right? Not okay. every, not every day, but not every it, day. It could, it could, One of the yeah. days. It, it may have been every day this week, but it's not usually. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> it was a donut kind of week in my house. So, yeah, yep. And then I would say um, dinner. We usually love to either make like a, a flatbread pizza. Um, it's fun to make pizzas at home because you can really control how much. Um, you know, carbs and fat and all oh, your toppings right. mm-hmm. go on and, and they can be so flavorful. So we like to get, um, you know, pizza, um, like thin crust pizzas. Yes. Um, and then just, you know, just glam them up with either like a barbecue sauce and chicken so we can, you know, stay high protein and then just go light on the cheese and add mm. cilantro and pineapples. And I mean, so much oh, flavor yeah. mm-hmm. can be happening, but you're still in control of how many um, you know, carbs, fat, and protein are in that pizza, but you're enjoying a, a very comfort style meal. Yes. Um, just within the boundaries, you know. So that's fun. What um what and, brand um, do you I'm sorry, what brand do you use for your pizza crust? I love the flat out pizza crust. Have you ever had those? Oh yeah. Yeah. Flat yes. out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's They're what you amazing. like to use. They're okay. kind of like, yeah, I love them. They're just like these really thin, mm-hmm. kind of rectangular pizzas. And yeah. then you can just load them up. So a lot of times I, I can even eat about two of those. I have room for about two of those pizza crusts. Oh, nice. Um, I think they're like maybe 25 or so carbs per crust. Yeah. So I, if I have, you know, 50 or more carbs left in the night, then I can make two full pizzas, which is awesome. <laughs> it yes. makes me feel like I've, you can I can eat really a lot. Yeah. stuff myself. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. And then I just know I'm still within the boundaries. Um, and then I always save room for something at night, you know, late when we're kind of, you know, hanging out at night, Netflix and Halo top, you know, you or something, something like that, yeah. some ice yeah. cream. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And I always measure out my portions. So I never sit on the couch with a tub of a ice bag cream or something just or say, whatever. Right. Yeah, a bag of something or just a spoon and a tub of ice cream. I always measure it out on a food scale and I take it, you know, away from the kitchen and I have my portion and I enjoy it and I'm happy mm. that I can have something sweet and feel yeah. guilt free about it. Right. Yep. It's awesome. Can you give us a breakdown yeah, currently so, what your macros are? As of today? (laughs) Yeah. Sure. Yep. As of today, I know it's a little different all the time, but as of today, um, I'm kind of at a maintenance um, point in my life where I'm not trying, not trying to lose. I'm not trying to gain. I'm just trying to really maintain um, my strength and my physique um, as is um, and just, you know, be a little bit leaner for summer and things like that. But um, I'm eating about 2,200 calories total um, and it's about a 265 grams of carbs, 50 grams of fat and 135 protein or so. Okay. 
Yeah, that sounds yeah, like a really so. nice eating plan, I have to say. <laughs> it <laughs> for, is. For what it I know of macros, I'm like, oh, that's, yeah, that's nice right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and everything, there's there's room for just about anything. And, yeah. and you have the, the power to choose yeah. what you fill your body with. And, yeah. you know, I, I like to get a lot of greens and a good, good veggies, um, but I also have a sweet tooth and I really sure. like, I really like junk, you know, so yeah. I just had to find a way. That's the way that it to make it, it work worked for me. Yes, no, I yes, agree. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you go on vacation, how do you? What do you do? Do you do you stay pretty close to your macro since you have so much freedom, or do you go off it a little bit? That's a good question. This this last time that we traveled, um, I know what my calorie range is and what I normally eat, so I'm really mindful with just, just trying to hit the calorie mark. You know, I don't want to stress myself out. Like when we're on vacation, I don't want to sit there and be logging in my food and just, you know, I really kind of want to give myself Mm -hmm. a little mind break. So rather than thinking about all three macros and those numbers, I'm just going to think to myself, just stay within the overall calorie budget. And I don't worry so much about how much fat, how much carbs, how much protein. Yeah, exactly. Cause then I know I'm still within my energy expenditure. Sure. Um, but I'm not trying to be so specific because when we get down to breaking down the macros, we're being more cognizant of our composition rather than just our overall weight. So when I'm on, on vacation, I'm just, you know, it's just a nice time to, to kind of chill out a little bit on being so um, rigid. Yeah. Um, but I am really cognizant of how I order food, especially restaurants. A lot of times, um, or I'm sorry, vacations mean restaurants a lot right. and a lot of eating out. Um, so I'm really cognizant of um, making sure that the plates are not too high in fat. A lot of times, even salads, there's like four or five fats. Mm, um, thrown right. into salads and that's even before the dressings, you know? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I'm ordering at a restaurant, I usually choose to keep one fat that's on the, that's, that's being served. Like maybe it's the cheese on the, you know, on the, the Swiss cheese on the chicken sandwich or mm, something like that. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or if I really want my fat to be, you know, in my French fries, then I'll, I'll just, you know, I'll skip, um, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll try to balance it out. So I'm not getting too much, um, too much of one, but I I do try to keep fat slow. Um, just because they're, they tend to be really high in restaurants. Yeah. No, I I think that's that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. So, um, we're Casey, we're almost at the end of the show and I just wanted to ask what your advice would be, um, to all those moms that are really working on their fitness and health and just feel like it's a struggle and they just feel like they can't, get the the momentum going or they've fallen off the wagon. And we all know, like, sometimes I feel like it's actually harder when you've fallen off and you're trying to get back on versus just starting all on its own. Um, Do you have any suggestions or tips for people who are struggling with that? Yeah, absolutely. There's, you know, the key to maintaining, you know, the body that you were created to have is finding what's sustainable for you and, and also not trying to do everything all at once. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to get fit. So I'm going to work out five days a week. I'm going to watch my calories. I'm going to log it all into my fitness pal. It's like, whoa, that's a lot to think about, you know, just to mm-hmm. jump in. Yep. So if we focus on one healthy habit change, um, just one per week, then your chances of success at that one habit are 80%. But if you try to take on two, two or more healthy habit changes, those are going to decrease to 20% of a success rate. Mm. So just think about trying to just change one healthy habit per week and the first thing I always suggest is always try to drink enough water, half of your body weight in ounces um, every day. So take your body weight, cut it in half, and that's how many ounces. So I try to drink 75 ounces or so of right. water yeah. um, every day. 
doing that for a whole week, you will feel a huge difference um, in your body and just kind of less, you know, less puffy, more energy. Um, and then just start being mindful of the amount of calories you're taking in and not, not even jumping all the way to macros mm -hmm. and just trying to nail that, but just be mindful, find what would be a moderate intake for you and eat that same amount of calories every day. And that discipline is 80, 80 to 90% of the battle. I, I mean, it. yeah, in fitness. Yeah. It's, and I hate to say it because I just never, I never, people don't want to be told what they can and cannot eat. Um, again, cause it's just so emotional, but again, eat what you want. Just stay within your calorie limit. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Enjoy yeah. what you're eating. Just stay within the boundaries because at the end of the day, it's calories in versus calories out. So if you start eating what your body needs, uh, maybe it's more than what you've been eating. Maybe it's less than what you've been eating. Right. But if you start giving it what it needs, you'll see major changes. Yeah. Um, and stay consistent. You know, stay consistent and be patient. Those are the those are the tricks of the trade. Yeah. And I, <laughs> and I wanted to end on this. Um, how many days do you work out, and how long are your workouts? And I know I'm saying this. I know that everybody can't do the same kind of workout, but I just want to use you since we're talking about all your stats and stuff like that, just to see like this is how much you eat, this is how much you work out. So um, if you could just tell us what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. I do uh, four days, technically four, four, maybe five, if I'm feeling energetic, yeah. usually four days a week and usually no more than 30 minutes a day. So awesome. that's my routine. Yeah. yeah um, I think the most, it's, it's about choosing the most effective um, yeah. workouts. And um, for me, it's high intensity interval training. So I usually start my day with um, like some sprints, like mm. 10, 10 quick sprints. Um, or jump ropes, something yeah. that's, you know, fast and it's high intense. Um, and then you recover and then you rev up your heart rate again and then you recover. So that's really effective for me. And then uh, weight and resistance training. So um, some some lifting, some heavy lifting. Um, but a combination of those two never takes me more than about 30 minutes a day and about four days a week. And I do it all in my garage. <laughs> so it's fun. I love that. And convenient. You know, I know you can't. Um, oh, what is that? You can't like pinpoint uh, that it's not the right wording though. Um, uh, what is it called when people are trying to hit a certain spot and, you know, they say they you oh, can't spot reduce. Yeah. Um, I know you can't do that, but I, two, two things that I feel like, um, moms could really use this. What exercises would you say are really awesome to help? Now I say all this and you have to know that you have to eat right. You know, you can't just work out and get the body. The food component is a huge component. So we already discussed that part, but what, what yep. exercises would you say are really good, uh, combined with food to help with the mom pooch and then also to not have that flat mom, butt? <laughs> oh, awesome. That's such good questions. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will, I will preface with this, even being the fittest that I've been, um, post kids, I still have a bit of that mom pooch and I still, and that's just stretched skin yeah. and, you know, just kind of where I keep that. So, um, it, it's funny. It's some, sometimes because of extra skin, those things just won't ever fade. It depends right. on how much you're, you know, but, um, but I would say for the most effective, the high intensity interval training. Um, so working out like 20 seconds, super hard, 10 second rest, 20 seconds, super hard, 10 seconds rest, do that like eight times. Um, and if you could do that every day at that, that'll take you four minutes, mm. super, super effective. So it's also called Tabata, Tabata oh, yeah. style training. So yep. if you want to Google Tabata, um, that so, gi type so give of us thing. an example, so, you know, if, if people are like, okay, four yeah. minutes, are you talking about like the sprints and the, 
um, jump rope, like that, doing that kind of stuff in four minutes. Is that what you mean? Exactly. Exactly. Or if you're right in your living room yeah. uh, for 20 seconds, as fast and hard as you can do, you know, jumping squats, jumping squats mm. for 20 seconds and then okay. rest. And then the next 20 seconds, jumping squats. So it's something that's really going to elevate your heart rate really super fast. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's going to, you know, and the, those jumping squats are going to build that booty a little bit, too. So <laughs> you get win-win in that. Yeah. Um, but also to kind of lift the booty a little bit um, to get rid of flat mom butt, I would say squats, weighted squats for sure. Mm. Squats and lunges. Those are okay. going to be your ticket to engaging the glutes and yes. kind of building those up a little bit. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's those great. Are, those are so the you feel like the mom pooch is more to the Tabata, the Tabata exercises is doing those um, quick bursts of exercise. It kind of like starts flattening out that area. Is that what you feel like? Exactly. I, okay. High intensity intervals. It's, it's more for um, it's the most effective um, mm. research supported. It's the most effective in fat loss. Yes. Um, okay. So that's kind of the idea. That's good. Yep. Okay. Well, that's a great, those are great tips, especially for moms that don't have that much time, you know, and you know, a lot of people too, you know, they work outside of the home and maybe sitting, which doesn't help the flat butt situation. So yep. <laughs> I think it's like, you know, I just feel like, you know, um, it, it, a lot of people want lifted butts and I don't know how many times I can say butt on this podcast, but um, I'm just like, but, but. but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we all want to, but we all want to have, you know, you know, a great butt that looks good in jeans. You don't want to just be like, oh yeah, you know, um, it looks like I never work out. And so I do feel like, and I feel like that kind of makes you look strong, you know, and, and just to have more of a shape to your body and stuff like that. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah. As we, as we wrap up, Casey, where can people find you on social media and your website? Okay. There it's both the same name. So it's my first and middle name. Uh, my website is www.caseylevi.com. And my Instagram is the same case at it's at Casey Levi. Perfect. Well, can you spell it out for you? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's do it. Yeah. Go ahead. And spell okay. it. It's K K A C E Y L U V I. Perfect. Casey well, Levi. Yeah. Casey, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I truly hope this gives women inspiration that just because they're a mom and they're getting older, that they don't have to give up on a great, strong body that they can be proud of. I agree 100%. And thank you so much for having me and allowing me to share my story and my passion. And there you have it. And you guys, if you don't follow me on Instagram, that's where I post a lot of stuff about the podcast. You can find me at Amber Sandberg. So that's A-M-B-E-R-S-A-N-D like sand, B-E-R-G. Thank you as always for listening to the Mom Inspired Show. See you next week.